0: Hello everyone and welcome to Making the Grade for the week ending Friday, January 4th, 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. All they've told us about Raw this week is that there's a cage match, so let's see what happens. We are opening Raw with this steel cage match, so expect shenanigans and a rematch. Match number one, Steel Cage, Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre. Dolph stops at the door before entering the ring, and we get a nice camera shot of the hole in the armpit of his jacket. I will never understand the the hit-your-opponent-with-a-quick-move-at-the-bell-and-then-immediately-try-to-escape spot in cage matches, especially when it's done by the face. If this is a feud so intense that it requires a cage match, why do you want it to be over immediately? A pair of claymores and Drew pins Dolph clean. Grade A. Good stuff, solidifying Drew as a beast, and a surprisingly clean finish. Good. After the match, Dolph taunts Drew, so Drew gets a chair and concertos Dolph against the cage. Nice. I am perfectly fine with Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble. Meanwhile, the McMahon boys, Shane and Hunter, are extremely late to work. Rollins then demands his Intercontinental title rematch, didn't they? tell us before that you don't get an automatic rematch anymore well instead he gets trips who says no the crowd is not happy about this so fuck them now hunter's being awfully heelish here uh hashtag fuck mojo raleigh that was a burn triple h is giving seth the same speech that vince gave aj last tuesday kind of weird Match number two, the Fresh Start Battle Royal. The winner gets a shot at the Intercontinental Championship later tonight. I don't know exactly how many people are in this, but I can guarantee that No Way Jose is not winning. And No Way Jose is the first one eliminated, followed by Victor, then Titus. I'll let you know when someone important gets knocked out. I must admit that I laughed when Finn Balor eliminated all three Lucha House Party members in order. Or in succession, I guess is the word I was looking for. Apollo Cruz then eliminates seven people in a row, including Tyler Breeze, who should have been in the final three. Corbin then eliminates Balor. They really aren't listening to us, you guys. Your final four are Corbin, Cruz, and the Major Brothers. So apparently they're pushing Cruz for no fucking reason. Corbin eliminates Ryder. Fuck you as well. Corbin eliminates Hawkins. Fuck you a third time. Apollo Cruz wins. Who cares? Grade C. Why? I mean... If it's just a body to feed to Dean later, fine. But having him eliminate eight people tells me that they're planning on doing something with him. And again, why? Oh, then we have to talk to Apollo. Even better. Then we have to talk to Natalia. Even better. Natty enters the rumble. And then we have to talk to Naya. This is the best. Then we have to listen to Baron Corbin. But this leads to Elias, so it's not all bad. This leads to a pretty nice brawl, I must say. Later tonight, Ronda and Natty take on Naya and Tamina, which would be worrisome for the Samoan twat team, except that Natty just got the shit kicked out of her. Match number three, Bossy Moon Hugs versus the Riot Squad. They mention Sarah Logan eating a deer heart at her Viking wedding, but don't mention who her spouse is. I want to congratulate Sarah Logan and War Raider Roe on their recent nuptials. Ember Moon breaks up a pin, and we hear someone ask someone else, are you okay? And then Ember nearly kills herself on a plancha to the outside. Bossy Moon hugs Win, following an elbow drop from Bailey on Logan. Grade, B, decent, fun. Let's build that women's tag division. We then get a 2018 recap package for Strowman. Somehow, this recap does not mention all the title matches he lost or his failed cash-in of Money in the Bank. Huh. Funny. Match number four, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Leo says Lashley didn't come tonight to pose, so I guess that's a good thing. Lashley attempts a Dominator, which I feel is something we haven't seen in a while. Seth then gets himself disqualified by hitting Lashley with a steel chair. Grade C. I don't know. It just felt like it was missing something. Rollins then continues to wail on Bobby with the chair, and then Leo gets in on the fun as well. Leo's night ends with a Seth penalty. Ronda's mean mug stares off into space meanly. This actually kind of made me laugh because she looked so ridiculous. Then, for the third week in a row, the same vignettes for the call-ups. Match number five, Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers versus Slino in a handicap match. Cole gives us a bizarre bit of lineage that may have gone over everyone's head. He tells us that the Singh's brother's grandfather, Ranjin Singh, should be involved in this match as well. Ranjin Singh, for those who don't remember, was the great Kali's translator and was later revealed to be Kali's brother. Later, it was revealed that Jinder was Kali's brother-in-law. If that's the same Ranjin Singh, and I don't see why it wouldn't be, then that means that the Singh brothers tonight are teaming with their great-uncle-in-law. I don't think that works, age-wise. Anyway. Rhino hits a double belly-to-belly on the sings, and yet again, one of them gets dropped directly on top of their head. Gender colosses Rhino for the victory grade C. Meh. Match number six, intercontinental title. Dean Ambrose versus Apollo Crews. Dean avoids a frog splash and hits the dirty deeds for three to retain his title. Grade B. I don't think anyone expected Apollo to win, so the foregone conclusion comes into play here. It was a good chance for Apollo to shine, though. I suppose. I mean, whatever. Alexa premieres her new talk show, A Moment of Bliss, next week. Brock Lesnar deans to make an appearance next week as well. Match number seven, the Samoan Twat team versus Queefer Badness. Rhonda still marches to the ring like a five-year-old throwing a tantrum. And eventually makes Tamina tap. Grade C. Nia and Tamina shouldn't even be sniffing the main event, especially trying to coach and carry a newbie like Rousey. Nothing against Rhonda, but that was poor decision-making. Overall grade for Raw is a B minus. Feels like it should be lower, but that's math for you. I suppose it was nice to see Apollo get a shot, I guess. The cage match was great. The six-woman tag was good. Not not a bad Raw to end the year. Which takes us to New Year, New SmackDown. Let's see what the blue brand has for us. Tonight, John Cena returns. Jeff Hardy will face Samoa Joe, and the winner of that will be at a disadvantage later in the night when they take part in a fatal five-way to determine who will face Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble. We open with the New Day. Big E is the New Year's baby. New Day enter themselves into the Rumble, and then E does Steiner math. Bonus points. Match number one, Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe. The referee screws Samoa Joe out of a victory by stopping the count after Joe re-enters the ring, following a coquina clutch outside. When Jeff re-enters the ring, however, Joe puts the clutch right back on and wins. Grade B, good match, marred a little bit by that weird finish. Backstage, Shane and Vince host a talk show with each other. They are interrupted by A-Generation X. Enter the new United States champion, Rusev. Doesn't Lana know that Christmas was last week? She's dressed like Mrs. Claus. Rusev pledges allegiance to the championship of the United States of America, and then he's taken out by Shinsuke. Lana gets hurt in the kerfuffle, and Shinsuke kicks Rusev in the face. Twice. The spot looked horrible, by the way. Shinsuke looked like he actively tried to avoid landing on Lana, which is, ex- which is the exact opposite of what they're telling us happened. Match <coughs> number two, Naomi versus Mandy Rose. Mandy taunts Naomi by wearing a day one-ish shirt, and then suddenly it's Naomi versus Sonya Deville instead. Sure. Mandy then admits to masturbating to thoughts of Jimmy while in the shower. This distraction allows Sonya to pick up the victory. Grade C. The match was decent, but short. Only there to continue this Mandy-Jimmy story that seems to have come out of nowhere. Each member of the Fatal Five-Way then says their piece. Enter John Cena Layfield. He immediately announces his retirement. Okay, not really, but how awesome would that have been? Cena asks why he's here. I thought that was obvious. It's because the ratings have been shit. Cena says he knows someone is going to come out here and challenge him, so let's just get it over with. Enter the man. Awesome. Almas appears, and Zelina makes fun of Cena and Becky for being former champions. Neither of them have been champions on the main roster. Weird choice. Cena then challenges them to a mixed tag. Okay. Match number three, John Cena and Becky Lynch versus Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega. Becky makes Zelina tap to the disarmor. Grade B. Good match, though still there's no official point to the Cena return. Backstage, Miz has ideas for their tag team wardrobe. It's basically Shane dressing as Miz. Then the call-up package. Again. Backstage, Hunter talks to Asuka, Becky, Charlotte, Charlotte's Tits, and Carmella, and they make their cases for being the best challenger for the title. Mm. Match number four, WWE title contender Mysterio vs. Samoa Joe vs. Styles vs. Randy Orton versus Mustafa Ali. At one point, we end up with Mysterio and Ali in the ring, and fuck if that suddenly isn't a match I want to see. A wicked 619 parade ends thanks to Joe, and then AJ hits the springboard 450 on Orton for the victory and the title shot. Grade B. A very good match. I just kind of wish AJ hadn't won. They say they're doing away with the guaranteed rematch, and then just have the same guy get his rematch. We'll see if the real AJ Styles versus the new Daniel Bryan brings something different to the table, I guess. Overall grade, a B-minus, another B-minus for the main roster. Solid show as we head into the home stretch to the Rumble. Time to fly on 205 Live. Tonight we determine two of the three challengers to Buddy Murphy's title at the Royal Rumble. Vic Joseph describes 205 Live as the most exciting hour on television, except that it's not on television, it's on the WWE Network. Match number one, Kalisto versus Leo Rush. Is Leo called The Moth because he's tiny and annoying? The crowd chants for Leo, and they try to make this seem like a bad thing? Lince Dorado manages to both almost cost Kalisto the match and win him the match. At the same time, Leo tries to goad Dorado into a fight to get Kalisto disqualified, which Dorado almost goes for, but this distraction allows Kalisto to hit the Salida del Sol for the pin. Okay, grade B, good match, weird finish, and Leo still looks like a 12-year-old. They then re- replay the street fight from two weeks ago, and I realize that, at least for that match, the sliced bread number two and the Salina del Sol are the same fucking move. Jeff then puts a fist through his wall as Drew Gulak talks to Dasha backstage and says to Zawa, Will. Tap. Out. Drake promises us new cruiserweights in 2019. Intriguing. Match number two, Drew Gulak versus Akira Tozawa. Drake Maverick has barred Kendrick, and Gallagher from ringside for this match, but had no issue with the Lucha House Party being at ringside for the first match. (sighs) Tozawa's bad knee still allows him to climb the top rope, stand on the turnbuckle, and leap off for the senton, but Drew is able to catch him and lock in the Gulak, which I thought was the finish, but wasn't. Tozawa also hits that big running suicide dive, but then moments later can't climb to the top quickly because of the knee. Gulak goes against himself and tries a superplex, but Tazawa repeatedly blocks it and hits the senton for the three to move on to the rumble grade. B points off for the Phantom knee injury and the fairly nonsensical finish. Gulak would never try a superplex, especially not from the top rope. Tazawa limps around the ring in celebration. Finally, Cedric talks about his match with the Tommy next week, and then Arya Divari speaks for a Tommy. Now it all makes sense. Overall grade: well, it's a B. Two good but not perfect matches finally this week it is NXT oh right this is the year-end awards except it's not the year-end awards it's the announcing the what's the word candidates for the year-end awards I know there's one match tonight we'll see if there's any more (sighs) there's not match only Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle I don't know if it's something about the yellow gear that he's wearing but Ono really looks like a fat piece of shit tonight Ono hits a brutal-looking discus boot to the face. God damn! go and check that spot out. R- Riddle makes Ono tap to the bro mission. Grade B. Something was missing here, but I can't tell you what it was. A very good match, but just not quite A-level. After the match, Riddle offers a fist bump, which Ono refuses. He seems to have second thoughts, however, as he enters the ring, takes a knee, and offers a fist. This is all a ruse, however, as Ono takes the opportunity to beat the hell out of Riddle using much of the ring and outside the ring to his advantage. Since that really can't be counted towards the weekly grade, we move straight into the overall grade for the week, which is, unsurprisingly, a B-. A very solid week of WWE programming. Not perfect, but above average. I dig it. I can't believe we're still three weeks from the Rumble, so who knows what next week will bring. Until then, however, I am really going to try and get an episode of Nitro Mania up this week, so be on the lookout for that on Tuesday, and I will be back next weekend with another episode of Making the game. Blurch.